Hello, it's afternoon. Yeah, it's about 3 30, something like that. Okay, now I want to get started. This is my first podcast, so welcome everybody. My name is Martin Maylard. And you probably saw the title, I don't know if you did, says For Such a Time as This. So, we'll start now. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. You probably heard that expression a lot, such a time as this. Well, that's from Esther chapter 4, verse 14b from the NIV. She had a job to do, and God was going to make sure she did it, and she did it. Her father figure, Mordecai, was telling her, listen... Salvation for the Jews may come some other kind of way. But as far as you and your father's house, uh, you know we're going to be destroyed if you don't do what you're supposed to do. So, sense of God, we've come into this position now for, for such a time as this. But God knew way before there was a when or where that we were going to be in this position. So now let's go on. All those years we've gone to church, all the songs, the choirs, and praise and worship teams have sung, all the sermons preached, all the biblical lessons taught, and all the prayer meetings attended, it was all going to eventually lead to this. He said, what this? Well, to the proof of who we really are. And the push of the Holy Spirit for us being more alive in Christ. God expects the church to live holy lives furnished with good works. Not that they save us, but to show people the love of Christ. That's what it's all about. So you're not here by accident. You're not alive today in this era by accident, by chance. No, God knew you were going to be here. He put you here for this time frame. Now, this is from Titus chapter 2, verse 14, from the NLT. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. The whole reason that Christ died on the cross was what? I'll say it again. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin to cleanse us and to make us his very own people totally committed to doing good deeds excuse me that's right now in baseball when it's time for the next batter to bat or at the start of the game the umpire usually yells alright batter up well to the church it's batter up time. Now is the time to shut critics' mouths who think the church is outdated, a waste of time. Folks will say, oh, yeah, Jesus has no power. And they say, oh, you're all a bunch of phonies. Well, here's some things to consider. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 10 both for the NIV and the New King James Version. First the NIV. If you falter in the time of trouble, 
How small is your strength? Now, one thing I want to make clear, because these are some hardcore scriptures, I'm not trying to beat you over the head with the Bible or anything. I'm trying to encourage us to understand that saints, God will have to press forward. This is not a knock you down, drag you through the mud kind of thing. This is to pick you up. This is about the love of Christ. I believe in giving a balance. You have to tell the good. You have to tell about the love of Christ. And you also have to tell prophetic things that are coming. And now we're very much in a prophetic season. Now, here's Proverbs 24:10 from the New Kingdom Version. If you faint in a time of adversity, your strength is small. So, saints, right now, we have no business falling down and giving up or trying to give up or anything like that. We have to keep going. Wait a minute. I want to make sure this thing is still going on. Okay. Now, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. This is my first podcast, so deal with me. I'm not used to all this stuff. <laughs> all right. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 from the NLT. And this is important, saints. And anybody else listening, for that matter. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. And his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord is against those who do evil. One more time. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 from the NLT. The eyes of the Lord Watch over those who do right. And his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord is against those who do evil. So if you're doing right, the Lord hears you. If you're saved and doing right, the Lord hears you. But the Lord the but the Lord is against those who do evil. I think another place says his face is turned against you. He's not listening to you. Now, I love this from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 to 20 from the NLT. This is Paul talking, and this should be our prayer. I pray that his glorious unlimited resources, excuse me, let me start again. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down to God's love and keep you strong and make you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Love that. We're not finished. Now all the glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's right. I want to go over that a little bit again. Thank you, God, for that encouragement. He's 
praying that his glorious un- unlimited resources, you can't put God in a box, he's unlimited. That he's going to empower us for inner strength. And where's that strength going to come from? It's going to come through his spirit. Then, then Christ will make a home in your hearts as you trust him. So as you keep trusting God, he's going to reveal more of himself to you. Your roots will grow down into God's love. That's right. So keep praying. Keep reading his word. Keep doing what you have to do. So and it's going to keep you strong. So that's saying you should already be strong and it's going to keep you strong. We have no reason We have no reason to get weak. What I just say in Proverbs, if you fall in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? And Paul goes on to say, uh, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ that was too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So we're not going to get the blessings of God without putting in some effort. You know, you can't just go to church and think everything's going to fall in your lap. You say, he wants us to know how deep God's love is for us. He said, and then these things will start taking place. When we grow down, we start getting, uh, getting into the spirit and let, letting the, uh, God's inner strength be formed in us, then we'll make it. But to just sit down totally as I'm to think God's going to throw everything in your lap, it's not going to happen. Now all the glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's right. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now let me just make a note of this. You probably already know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Nobody knows it all. Every saint is a piece of the pie. You know, in the Cheesecake Factory and in Sam's Club, there's a pie that's made of different slices. You got strawberry, peanut butter, Boston cream, plain, and others. And all those slices make up one pie. Well, we have a piece of the pie to bring to the table. If it's a legit piece of pie from the Lord, it'll fit and it'll be right. So, don't turn up your nose if the piece of pie looks a little different than yours. It's now definitely a time to stop bickering over doctrine and be a bold soldier for Christ. Period. All this bickering about doctrine gotta stop. I'm pretty sure it's still going on, but it needs to stop. Now, let me give you something else here. The psychological tricks that you may come across from people are like these. Now I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 37 verse 10 and 11. Let me give you a little background here. There was an evil king named named, um, Sennacherib from the Assyrian army. 
And, you know, people like to play them psychological tricks to make you have low self-esteem and to make you think that you, your God is not good enough. And why do you believe in a God anyway? So they play psychological tricks on you to weaken you and to make you doubt. So this evil king, Sennacherib, sent his messages, messengers to King Hezekiah, who was a good king of Judah. And this is what uh, Zennacherib sent to those messages to tell Hezekiah. And this is verse 10 and 11 from chapter 37 of Isaiah. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God, whom you trust, deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. See the psychological warfare right there? Trying to get in the doubt. Trying to say the king of Assyria is so big, big, big cheese. Now you've heard heard it said over and over again, you know, that God is in control. All right. Now please listen to uh, the answer. Hezekiah sent his messages and some people to the uh, prophet Isaiah. See, because when you were a king back then, you were a king. Your job was to take care of the, the country, whatever you were king over. But when it came to spiritual things, you went to the prophet. So Hezekiah sent men to the prophet Isaiah. And this is what God gave Isaiah to tell the messages to tell Hezekiah. Now he's talking about Zennacherib. He says, by your messages, no, but Zennacherib, by your evil messages, they have defied the Lord. Zennacherib, you have said, with my, with many, with my many chariots, I have conquered the high mountains. Yes, the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I have reached to its farthest heights and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells. You know what I'm putting the emphasis, right? I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their water. With the soles of my foot, I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. Now, this is God's answer. But have you heard? Have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago, I planned it, and now I'm making it happen. I planned for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of rubble. So, yes, God is in control. So you're saying, did God bring this coronavirus on us? I'm not saying he did, but it's part of prophecy. What has happened through this? Well, through the quarantine, what's happened? People stay home. Families get a little closer together. They start eating around the dinner table again, like they used to in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Before the computer came up. And if I was microwaving their dinner and going in their own and shutting the door, now bring families back together again. Now you have to talk to people. Now you have to have a conversation. Get back to conversation. I believe people were praying, have been praying about how we've stopped communicating to each other 
verbally because we're talking to our phones. I mean, I've seen people step off the curb and almost break their neck because they're staring at their phone. People cross the street and almost hit by a car because they're staring at their phone. People felt falling in, into the fountains at malls because they're looking at their phone. People fall on train tracks because they're looking at their phone. We've gotten so stupid. And now through this thing, as bad as it is, it's at least making family and people pay attention to themselves. They're being quarantined and locked down. They have to talk to each other. So God was saying here, look, but have you not heard? I decided this long ago. God makes all decisions. So somebody ran a high now and I'm going to say somebody because it's on certain times. But, but it seems like people are doing the wrong thing now. You don't know if God's behind it. I'm not going to get into politics about that because I could. Now, he said, God said that he did all this. So, folks, if God can set up that to take place, right, then who's in control? He is. It's not Trump. It's not Pence. It's not Dr. Fauci. It's not Dr. Burks. It's not Chuck Schumer. It's not Nancy Pelosi. It's not AOC, as they call her. It's not Bernie Sanders. It's not Joe Biden. It's not all these scientists out here and all these doctors or nurses or anyone else for that matter. It's God doing all this. When this thing is finally over, everybody's going to take credit for it. But if you're saved, you know who the credit goes to. More psych- I have some more psychological tricks from scripture. <clears throat> Psalms, number 35, 19B to 21 in the NLT. Now this is especially to those folks who say, Ah, those Christians, they're all phony. I don't like the word Christians, anyway. All those followers of Christ, they're all phonies. All this is you. Don't let those... Now, this is David talking. Or whoever that psalmist was from 35. Don't let those who hate me gloat over my sorrow. Yeah, please, this is David. They don't talk of peace. They plot against innocent people who mind their own business. They shout, aha, aha. With our own eyes, we saw him do it. Saw him do what? What do you see Bible of Christ doing? Well, they're always doing one. They say one thing and they do another. Well, so what does that have to do with you? Everybody individually has to have their soul saved. So even if I come across 50 phonies, I still got to be right in God's eyesight. God's not going to ask me about those 50 people and their judgment. He's not going to ask me about what they did, how come they didn't live right. Oh, that's why you didn't come to me? Because they didn't live right? Oh, all right. That's okay. No, it's not okay. You have to go to God for yourself. I don't care how many phonies are in this church. You still got to go to God for yourself. And David said, they plot against innocent people who mind their own business. A lot of followers of Christ are just minding our business, sharing the gospel with people, full of Christ, trying to feed people, trying to clothe people, trying to help people get ahead. 
trying to uh, f f help them with some of their needs. So what are we doing? Minding our business. Why, why? The only reason people are picking on us is because that's the devil's job. Now those people that are picking on us, they may not know they're being used by the devil, but they are. They might not even believe in the devil, but he's still using them. Just because you don't believe something doesn't mean it's not true. Now, through all of that, lastly, Jesus said for the NLT, St. John 16, 33 for the NLT, he was talking to the apostles at the time, but this is for all of us. I have told you all this, previous, I have told you all this, that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So with all this stuff going on, Jesus wants us to look to him. He's overcome the world. So whatever we're going through now, we look to him, he's already overcome all the stuff. Thank God there's no about this coronavirus, he knows. You know, he doesn't know a lot of people have died. Okay, he knows. You think he doesn't know people are going crazy? Okay, he knows. You think he doesn't know that people are probably going to commit suicide over this? He knows. Now it's the church's job to be who they say they are. Let me go back to the beginning. So I said in the beginning, right when I started. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I had said... All those years we've gone to church. Just take all the times you've gone to church service on Sunday or during the week. All those years, how many years it's been, you've gone to church. All the songs, the choirs, and the praise and worship teams have sung. All the sermons preached. Think of all the sermons you've heard over the years. All the biblical lessons that have been taught all over the world and all the prayer meetings that have been attended it was all going to eventually lead to this it was yeah it was going to lead to this because prophecy has to come forth why for the proof of who we really are are we just a church goer or are we a saint we're going to make a difference in these last days. We're just going to warm pews and warm the seats. Warm the Samsonite chairs. Is that all we're going to do? Because the push of the Holy Spirit wants to make us more alive in Christ. He expects us to be good works. Now's the time for the church to shine, as my pastor said. Now's the time. But we're going to find out who's really faithful, who's kind of faithful, who's following the leader, who has the heart and the mind to do what's right. Now we're going to find out. I said to a long time ago, Mother Church, years ago, that um, it was all going to come to this one day. All the times we go to church, all the times we do things, all the songs we've heard, the sermons we've heard, it's going to eventually come down to God who's going to make us prove who we really are. So let's be who we really should be in Christ. So for such a time as this, 
this primary primarily I guess is gonna be my uh, theme from now on. Cause a lot of things are prophetic, we have to understand that. So stay blessed in the Lord and remember, Jesus said I overcome the world. Be encouraged today. Don't hold your head down. Who knows? But that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Saying to God, your royalty, your royal priesthood. So even though Mordecai was talking to Queen Esther, you still royalty. And who knows that God has brought you to this for such a time as this. So stay encouraged in the Lord. Get encouraged in the Lord. Don't look to Washington to solve this. Washington is not going to solve this. This is spiritual. So God bless you. Have a smile upon you. This may be my first, but not my last time. I'm coming over from Facebook, I guess. So I usually do this on Tuesday and Fridays. For such a time as this, just look for that title. So God bless you. Have a smile upon you. May you stay blessed in the Lord. Stay encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen.